Peace be with you and with your spirit. Welcome to another episode of St. Anthony's Tongue. I am your host, W, and today we will be jumping back into our series on psalm magic, and we will be talking about healing psalms today. Um, And I initially wanted to space out our psalm topics a little more. I didn't want to do two psalm episodes so close together. However, I have December completely planned out, and it's going to all be centered around um, holiday-related saints and figures, and also it's going to be around magic that is usually done on Christmas Eve, on uh, Christmas time mass, things like that. So December is going to be full of very certain topics and themes, and I didn't want you guys to have to wait until January for another psalm episode because the reaction to the last psalm episode was was really positive. So I am back with another episode on psalm magic. And if you have not yet heard the episode we did on protective psalms, I do recommend you at least check out that first half because in that first half of the episode we get into kind of the the history, per se, of psalms, um, what type of practitioners use them, what they're used for, how to use them. Uh, We will be going over all of that briefly again as I talk about the psalms, Uh, but I do recommend you check out that episode on protective psalms because it's also an intro on psalm work. So I guess a few things uh, before we jump into healing and healing psalms. Uh, One, this is not medical advice. This is not, um, we are not saying that you can use these psalms and you'll be cured of any ailments. In fact, if you want to really get into the history of folk healing, um, looking at like Corinderos or any other folk healer um, that is worth their weight in salt, usually the spiritual healing or this kind of folk healing was, was, was step one. Um, the the town healer would try to heal you using their remedies, using their prayers, using their herbs. And then if it didn't work, then you, you get your ass to a doctor. Um, that's always been the case. So again, um, you hear these horrific stories about faith healing and that's all people are doing. But um, healing when it comes to magic has always been meant to alleviate or to work alongside medical cures, modern medical cures. So, of course, yeah, like you're going to put your hands over someone and you're going to pray a psalm to cure a headache, and that's totally fine. Uh, but if it is a serious ailment, yeah, like, like, come on, uh, go, go to a doctor. Um, so got that out the way. And then also, there are a lot of just general healing magical practices that involve the Bible as a whole. And I really think um, I'd be robbing you if I only talk about Psalms. So we're also going to get into some scripture that can also be recited and used for healing purposes. And again, um, I guess the last thing before we jump into the specific Psalms we can we can use, um, you know, healing is a very broad term. We are going to get into really physical healing stuff, Um, you know, actual healing things you need, headaches, stomach aches, that kind of thing. However, healing psalms can also be used for spiritual healing, for energetic healing, for removing spiritual blockages that are 
keeping you from living your best life, reaching your fullest potential, and being at one with the divine, the universe, and all that stuff. I felt like I was on a roll there with that sentence, but we just ended it with stuff, but you get what I'm saying. So, Psalms are more than just the physical, they can be used to heal the spiritual and energetic as well. In our last Psalm episode, we also discussed how Psalms are verbal charms. They are pre-written spells, so Psalms in of themselves, simply repeating it is the spell. Now, other psalms, especially when you start getting into hexing or cursing psalms, or you start getting into financial um, wealth psalms, you start getting into stuff like, you know, shredding, writing a psalm on a dollar bill, shredding it and planting it in your garden, or praying um, a hexing psalm over dirt and then putting the dirt in the, the pathway of your enemy. So you start getting into stuff where the, it's a little more esoteric, a little more ritualistic, a little more witchy uh, but when it comes to healing just like when it came to protection in the last episode a lot of psalms can simply be said they can simply um, you can simply put your hands on a person or yourself and pray the psalm so this to me is where we start entering a phase in our, our craft and our work in our practice where we can be creative because you have the main ingredient, right? The main ingredient is the psalm, it is the word, it is the scripture, it's the spell. So now we can start thinking about how we can utilize that. What is our style? You know, how do we utilize that? Is your style just saying it? Do you have a, do, do you feel energized when you speak, when you, when you have a rhythm to your voice and a cadence? Is that enough for you? It might be. Honestly, it is for me in a lot of cases. Or is your style more something, or is the situation? It's not always a style. Is your style or the situation something where um, a bottle or a jar might, might work for you. You might want to write the psalm on a piece of paper um, and then put it in a jar or a bottle because it might be for protection or it might be to um, to heal you know, negative energy or, or emotional or mental trauma. So you want it to be something visual that you or someone else can look at. So, so when you get something like this that is simple, you can look at it as, eh, that's not witchy enough for me. I'm just, I want something cool. I, I want the graveyard dirt aspect of it. Or you can start looking at it as, okay, I have an opportunity here to infuse this psalm, this, this scripture, this pre-written spell. I have a chance to make this my own and infuse my own personality, my own power, and my own authenticity into it to make it even more powerful. And that's one thing I enjoy about psalm work. You know, last episode I talked about how, for the most part, I just repeat the psalm given the the situation, but I talked about a protective psalm I used when a hurricane was coming um, and I, I put it in a bottle and I buried the bottle. Um, so yeah, this is, this is an opportunity to be creative and this is something I really enjoy. However, let's talk about hoodoo Bible magic uh, because Hoodoo has a very rich tradition and history of using the Bible, using prayers, using spells um, in, a, in a way for healing and for doing work, doing service, doing healing work for the community. And this, I'm saying hoodoo, but hoodoo, folk magic, a lot of ties there, and it's not problematic unless you're talking about praying to a hoodoo or African spirit. 
I'm saying hoodoo, but it's really all folk magic. Uh, but there is a rich tradition of using psalms and using Bible magic. And I think a lot of those methods can maybe inspire us on how to use these healing psalms. So one of my favorite or the first one that comes to mind is simply breathing or praying the psalm into water or into a liquid and having the person drink it or having that liquid placed on them. Uh, last episode, we talked about Psalm 23 in olive oil. We talked about there is a spell to bless olive oil using Psalm 23, and that's a great example. And that was for protection. So you say the Psalm, say Psalm 23 into the oil for seven days, you cover it, Check out the last episode for all the details, but then you can use the oil for protection. Same thing goes for healing. You might have, um, it could be water, it could be oil, and you will say a healing psalm into the oil directly. So your breath, your words, move it, your words, bless it. Then use that oil as anointing to anoint any areas that you want to heal, fix, or consult. Another rich tradition in Bible and Psalm magic is the written word. It is the concept of writing down the Psalm or the prayer or the verse and using it just as you would use a verbal repetition of it. And, and the example I used earlier about how I wrote down Psalm 23 and placed it in a bottle, same thing. The power came from writing the psalm, also praying over the psalm while I was writing it. But the power came from the written psalm too. So when we go, when we talk about healing psalms, another way you can use them. And again, I want to give you the tools here. I don't want to give you the instruction manual. I want you to have fun with this, so I'm giving you concepts. But another concept here is the written aspect. So that could be something as simple as writing down the psalm, and putting it over a cup of water and then drinking the water. So it could be a healing psalm, an energetic psalm, a uncrossing psalm, and having yourself, or if you're doing the work for someone else, having them drink the water or the tea. There you go. Um, another interesting thing I've seen a lot is using the ashes. And a lot of hoodoo practitioners will actually use um, the, a, a page from the Bible for this rather than writing it out. Writing it out works just fine. And that is when you burn a certain psalm, a certain piece of scripture, and then you use the ashes. Of course, you could use this in a mojo bag, in a jar or bottle type spell, or you can just go Ash Wednesday on them and uh, you know maybe pray over the person and put, put a cross on their forehead or anoint their body with the ash. I've also seen People use um, the ashes from scripture, ashes from psalm in spiritual baths. Doesn't sound too fun for me, but that is a way it is used as well. And another concept that you can use in your arsenal is the idea of drinking or ingesting the psalm or the verse or the scripture as well. And I gave you kind of an example when I said putting a, a piece of paper over a cup of water that has a psalm written on it. But there have been other variations. There's actually, it's actually considered a rite, um, a hoodoo rite. Um, I believe it's called drink your sins and drink your prayers. Um, and that is, there's a few ways it's done, but basically it is a way to drink a beverage that has somehow been interlaced with the psalm or the prayer. Uh, a common way I've seen it is someone will write out 
a piece of scripture or a part of a psalm, a verse from a psalm in food coloring or uh, like a juice from like a berry. And then they'll wash off the plate. So they'll write it on a plate and they'll wash out the plate and they'll collect the water from the plate as it washes off. So now you have a cup of water slash food coloring or, or berry juice, and then you'll have them drink the water or you, or you will drink it yourself if you're doing the healing for yourself. Um, that is one variation. I've also seen uh, people writing things on tea leaves and using some kind of uh, edible ink um, and then and then steeping the, the tea leaf or the bay leaf into water and drinking it. So ingesting it, finding a way to ingest the psalm is another way that um, you can you can maybe incorporate psalm magic into your practice. So again, I'm just going over these kind of, of rituals, these kind of ideas, because yes, you can just put your hands over yourself, put your hands over someone else and pray these psalms, but I do recommend you find ways that merge with your style, with your personality. If you're working on someone else, um, maybe something that vibes with them, um, and there are a lot of fun ways. I do I do want to try the um, the ashes on the forehead. I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, so let's jump into our psalms. All right, so we are going to start with Psalm three, and this is a backache massage cure. And I like this because I was just talking about the ashes and how I want to try out the ash thing. The traditional way to use Psalm 3 is to write out Psalm 3 on a piece of paper, burn it, and then mix the ashes with olive oil. And while you, um, after you've mixed it up, pray Psalm 3 over the mixture, and then use that mixture to massage your back. It's also said you can mix um, the olive oil with any other kind of holy oil, um, as well as a few drops of peppermint oil. So, writing down Psalm 3, and then uh, burning it, mixing the ashes with olive oil, holy oil, and a few drops of peppermint oil. Pray Psalm 3 again over the mixture, and then use the mixture to massage your back or someone else's back. I will also admit I have no idea why this is traditionally used for a backache cure, but I have seen it mentioned as a backache cure in various sources. I have Anne Riva's Power of the Psalms in front of me. I also have the book of Bible magic, Hoodoo Bible magic by Lucky Mojo. Not sure why, but here's Psalm 3. So this is what you pray, this is what you write out, this is what you pray over while making the oil. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awakened, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves up against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people, Selah. So, yeah, not sure how that's a backache cure. Um, I personally would read that and I would probably use that for protection against enemies, talking about breaking teeth. Um, but it is also used for conquering all fears. And my favorite, it is also used for having a nice day. So they say to pray this upon rising, 
with a white candle. And then at the end, say, Lord, grant me a sympathetic heart, gentle words, and ready hands that I might help my neighbor. So while you pray about God breaking the teeth of the ungodly, you're also going to pray this to, to have a nice day. And I love that. All right. And then another one is to heal from anxiety. And this is Psalm 12, verse 7. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. And it's simply said to commit this to memory or to use this however you deem fit. So going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, it could just mean writing it down. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just a few words. Um, and putting it in your pocket or writing it down when you're feeling anxious, meditating on it. Or maybe it's um, praying it when you're stirring your tea or your coffee. Probably don't want coffee if you're feeling anxious. You're stirring your herbal tea um, to calm yourself down from this anxiety. But uh, Psalm 7 is to heal from anxiety. And again, that is Psalm 12, verse 7. And again, that is, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Another interesting one is Psalm 33. Um, again, if you look back at the history of hoodoo and folk magic, a lot of it was healers, um, usually in either small communities that didn't have access to a doctor or they were too poor to afford the proper health care, or it might have been in a time of slavery or oppression, so they just did not have access. So you had the role of the mother, the grandmother, the midwife, um, the healer, um, the women were a little bit of everything in those communities. So you start to see a lot of work done around pregnant women or childbirth. And it is said that Psalm 33 uh, will assist in any kind of healing that needs to be, that needs to be done uh, for a pregnant woman. It could just be something along the lines of uh, morning sickness or just feeling energetically down all of the stuff that comes with being pregnant or you you say this throughout the labor process so you may be a pregnant person or you may be um, performing this on a pregnant person but a common way to incorporate psalm 33 would be to take a spiritual bath while praying Psalm 33. It's gonna be very common. There are a lot of spiritual baths that might work. Um, in this context, uh, there is a, a spiritual bath called just a blessing bath, which is a specific uh, mixture of bath crystals, bath salts, um, herbs, and other oils. Um, that might be your go-to, but I, I believe there's probably other spiritual baths you can take that would fall into this category. Or it might just be one that, that you um, are drawn to, one that makes you comfortable. But Psalm 33 is is the, um, the psalm you pray. I've also heard this where it's just verse 1, not the whole psalm, but then other sources say you pray the whole psalm. Um, I, will, I will read excerpts of 33, but first I want to do a few more of how to use 33 um, for pregnant people or during childbirth. Yeah, and then the other is um, drawing a cross on your forehead um, and on your stomach uh, with holy oil or some kind of anointing oil 
while praying Psalm 33. Again, various sources say various things, but the cross with the oil in Psalm 33 is the same throughout. Some say do that right before you go to the doctor, the hospital for delivery. Some say you can do that, you know, each morning um, throughout your pregnancy for a, a safe and healthy child. So I will read parts of Psalm 33. It's a long one, so I'm going to jump around a little bit. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sling unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment, the earth is full in the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap, he layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done, he commanded, and it stood." So I want to veer away slightly from Psalm magic, and I want to jump into some general scripture magic, some general biblical magic, uh, because I feel like there's a lot of really cool healing stuff when it comes to um, other books in the Bible other than Psalms, so I'd be doing a disservice to you guys by just sticking to Psalms. And since it's a saint podcast, I really like this um, hoodoo tradition of petitioning Saint Lazarus for any kind of skin affliction. So rashes, eczema, um, anything like that. Any kind of skin irritation, I guess you could even say sunburns. Um, so this one's really cool. And now this is Lazarus, the leper or the beggar, not the dude that Jesus brought back from the dead. That's a different Lazarus. Um, so first what you do is you petition Lazarus. So this could be separately. Um, this could be on your own before you're working with someone. Let's say you're healing someone or healing yourself. You could do this the night before. You could light a candle, pray, pray a prayer to Lazarus or before you do the work, you could just say, you know, Saint Lazarus, I'm coming to you. Speak to him as you as you would any any saint, any spirit, any entity. Um, just just pray to him before you do the work um, is also a good way to petition him. But the scripture involved here is Luke 17, 11 through 19. Um, so there are a couple ways to work this. One, again, simply putting your hands on the person's afflicted area and, and reciting Luke 17, 11 through 19. Another would be praying over Epsom salt, Luke 17, 11 through 19, and then preparing a bath for the person or for yourself. Um, or you could also do one of the, um, the many variations or tactics we discussed. You could uh, put, you can write it out on a piece of paper, put it over a cup of water, or even put it in the cup of water. Um, I doubt that's gonna irritate their skin and pour that over them. But you can be creative with this because the concept here is two things. One, you're petitioning a saint, so that's part of it. And then two is the actual scripture from Luke. So you can have fun with that. You know, maybe you take a hot compress and you pray the scripture over the compress and then you put the compress on the person. Um, and again, before you do it, 
petition Lazarus um, and then after thank him for for um, working alongside you so that particular scripture Luke 17 11 through 19 is a story of Jesus healing 10 men with leprosy so that's where Lazarus comes in because this is Lazarus the beggar Lazarus the leper and this is also um, has to do with skin afflictions. So there's the leprosy skin illness tie-in. And I wasn't gonna read the whole scripture, but I'm going to. And that's because I think it's fascinating how much of the New Testament, how much of Jesus's ministry, if you wanna call it a ministry, involved healing. Um, I just think it's interesting. So I am going to read it. And the story is about Jesus healing the 10 men with leprosy. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Alright, back into the Psalms. For this one, we're going to talk about Psalm 102. And this is said to receive healing rays. So you're going to be receiving healing energy from the Holy Spirit, from the divine, from the universe. Um, this one is another that can be left up to interpretation. I have seen this one associated a lot with candle magic though. I've seen people carve the affliction into a white taper candle and then burn it while praying this Psalm. Again though, find this is a long one, so you might not be able to write out the whole Psalm or you might not want to. So you can also just find verses that you think resonate with your situation, with your affliction, with the person you're working on, it's affliction or situation, and write it out. Again, use ways to incorporate that into your healing work. A long one, but I'm gonna give you a, a taste of, of this one. Psalm 102. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thy ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke and my bones are burned as a hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. Be reason of the voice of my groaning. My bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch and I am a sparrow alone upon the housetop. My enemies reproach me all the day and they are mad against me and are sworn against me for I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping because of thine indignation and thy wrath for thou have lifted me up and cast me down. I really could go on because this one's pretty cool. Um, my days are like a shadow that declineth and I am withered like grass. This is a really cool psalm. Um, and honestly, it, it seems like this one really is an all-purpose receiving healing, receiving blessing, and you can see why. Um, it seems like it is a plea, it is a cry. You know, I am 
I am like an owl in the desert. Like that's some heavy stuff, man. That's really cool. Um, so this is a plea, it's a cry. It is a cry out for help. So you could probably also use that for a lot of things, but in this situation, it is that crying out for healing. Um, that's really cool. I really like that Psalm. All right, going back away from Psalms for this one. Uh, this is really cool. And I've seen a lot of people talk about these two spells. Uh, these are blood stopping spells. Um, I think it's really cool. I've seen, again, I've seen this a lot. This is seen in both German folk magic, German American folk magic. I guess it could also be considered like Protestant folk magic. Um, because the areas I'm speaking of where this came from, I think we're, we're kind of more pro Protestant leaning. And then also, um, it can be considered an Appalachian folk magic tradition as well, depending on which one of these, um, versions I read. Regardless though, very heavy in the folk magic world. Um, these are spells to stop bleeding. So the first does come from Germany and what you do is you recite Ezekiel 16.6 over the wound to stop it from bleeding. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. Yeah, I said unto thee, when thou was in my blood, live. I've also seen variations where you have to teach, after you say it, you have to teach it to someone else um, in order for it to keep working. And then I I've also read that the loophole though, is that you can say it in a mirror. So you're teaching it to yourself and that still counts, which is interesting. Um, there's another variation of that. And this one is interesting because you can say it even when you're away from the person, um, but you have to say their first name and you have to pronounce it correctly. But um, so let's say, I need to stop your bleeding and you're listening right now and I am miles away. So I would just say your first name and then I would say this. Jesus Christ, dearest blood, that stoppeth the pain and stoppeth the blood. In this help you, listener. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, amen. So that one's pretty cool. Um, that one was not in the Bible, but it is a prayer that is used to stop bleeding. Um, so yeah, those are really, really interesting. Again, going away from Psalms, but stopping bleeding, I think is really interesting. Um, and you have so much blood imagery in the Bible, of course, blood of Christ, but then you also have um, a lot of blood in the Old Testament too. So there's a lot of, um, you could see how that, that made its way into folk magic when it came to healing. This next one gets more into healing our mental space, our energetic space, our emotional space, and it is to heal when you are feeling angry, when someone has done you wrong, when someone has made you upset and you can't get over it, you keep obsessing about it, you can't shake the anger away, and you need to move past it to, to move on, to go about your day, but your mind keeps obsessing over it and you still have that anger and that negativity within you. So this is Psalm 2, and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to anoint your temples and forehead with a healing oil, sit quietly, and repeat verse 12 until the feelings of frustration, anger, and tension go away. And that is, kiss the sun, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. 
Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So repeat that until you feel more serene. I also want to say I am reading from a King James Version. You are going to find different practitioners use different versions, different translations of the Psalms when working with the Psalms or different translations of the Bible when working with the whole Bible. It don't matter. Whatever works best for you. Honestly, I like the King James Version. Um, for some Psalms I do, but then other Psalms I feel like it's a little clunky. Like that one, I probably would have looked up another translation that I think fit me a little better. But when you're using like cursing Psalms, I think King James is like, we're going medieval on their ass and it's it's really good. Uh, but there are some like Thanksgiving Psalms and some healing Psalms um, that I think um, other translations might fit a little better. So feel free to play around with what translations work best for you. Since I have Psalm 2 open right now in front of me while I'm recording this, I do want to say that Psalm 2 is a fun one and we're going to talk about Psalm 2 when we get into Psalms that you can use for cursing, for hexing, for revenge against enemies. Um, Psalm 2 is one that I have not personally used, but I know a lot of practitioners have. What you do is you take a piece of paper, you write um, the name of the person you want revenge against, or you want to destroy or hex. You write their name in all four corners, and then in the middle, you write out verse 9, Psalm 2 verse 9, which is, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So you write that in the center, and then you place it underneath a black handle. And this both um, can do spiritual harm against an enemy, but it will also bind them and protect you. So there's your bonus for today. I feel like the last episode I gave you guys some bonus love spell psalms, so there's your bonus hex, and that's Psalm 2, verse 9. Yep, just casually giving out hexes on my podcast now. I love how we went from healing with the power and the word of the Lord to hexing with Psalm 9. That, my friends, is the range that this work has. I love it. All right, I want to get back into the Bible, general Bible magic. This gets away from Psalms a little bit. This is called Fruits of the Spirit Arthritis Spell. So it's said to help with our arthritis, you take a box of golden raisins and you place them in a shallow lidded container. You cover the raisins with gin as you recite Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Then you put the lid on the container and you let the raisins soak for two to three weeks. Each day, take nine raisins from the jar and you recite Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. You pray that over them and you eat, then you eat them. So, you cover the raisins with gin as you recite Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And then each day you take out nine raisins and you recite Jeremiah 17, 14, and you eat them. 
So there you go. That's pretty, it's pretty intricate, but I dig it. Um, I'll be writing out some of these on my Instagram at St. Anthony's Tongue. So for the, the complex one, like this arthritis race and spell, I'll be sure to write that one out. And I'd like to end with my favorite one, which is a skull candle spell for mental healing. So you're gonna take a small white piece of paper or a small square of white paper. Um, and I'm saying that because it does need to be small and you'll see why momentarily. But on that piece of paper, you're going to write out Deuteronomy 31.8, which is, and the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. So you're going to write that out on your small white piece of paper. And then you're going to write your name seven times over the Bible verse. And you can then dress the paper by making um, small crosses on it and also putting some kind of oil on top of the paper. I've seen um, cast off evil oil, but I've also just seen holy oil. And then you can use any kind of herbs um, that you deem fit. I've seen white or yellow mustard seeds used a lot. Um, those are protective herbs um, and you're protecting your mental health, but they're also biblical herbs. So I think you use the mustard seeds. You could also probably use hyssop. That's another biblical herb. So now what you're going to do is you're going to take a white skull candle and using a knife or some other sharp object. Personally, I use railroad spikes for, for my candle carving. Um, it just feels badass. That That's the only reason why. But I use um, a big uh, railroad spike and that's also there's also some protective uses and work with railroad spikes we can get into one day but I mainly use it for my candle carving but you're going to carve a hole into the candle the skull candle and you're going to fold up that piece of paper place it in the hole put the wax over it if you can if not just melt the wax so the wax covers up the piece of paper all right, so now you have your skull candle with the uh, piece of paper that was melted back into the hole. What you're going to do now is you are going to pray. You're going to burn it, of course, and then you're going to pray the Deuteronomy 31.8 alongside Psalm 23, which we've covered extensively in the past. And you're going to recite that and pray that as it burns. Um, and a skull candle burned like that um, should last a few weeks um, so you will have kind of your own little novena session where you can get comfy and sit down and pray and again i think that when you have situations where you have something ritualistic like this yeah you can just sit there and you can do psalm 23 and your deuteronomy scripture um, but i do think it's important to maybe add something else maybe have a saint on the altar maybe just talk to a higher power about how you are feeling um really communicate the mental anguish the mental anxiety the mental health concerns you are having um, i think that a, a very good part of this practice and a very beneficial part of this practice is the connection part of it whether you are connecting with a spirit with a saint with the overall divine. I do recommend having that 
in here. So if you want to work with a saint, Saint Dymphna is the patron saint of mental illness. Um, saint Michael is great for healing. Um, and of course, the Virgin Mary for anything, any any incarnation, whether it is Our Lady of Perpetual Help, Our Lady Undoer of Knots, Guadalupe, uh, whatever version of Mary speaks to you, I think incorporating her into this as well. So, or you can just, you can just speak, you can just speak to the white skull candle, but I think um, incorporating a saint or a higher power or a deity will also help with this. So again, that is Psalm 23 and Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 31.8. So I really hope that this was helpful in regards to healing psalms. Um, I tried to spotlight psalms that actually had some kind of ritual involved in it, or at least psalms that we, you could incorporate, you know, a ritual bath, a compress, a tea, a drink into it. But there are other psalms that you can use for healing. Psalm 49, um, is kind of another general healing psalm. Psalm 6 is another general healing psalm. And there are a few more. But I, I do think um, the ones we discussed here can also be used in a variety of ways. And that is another thing I still want to get across in this podcast and this psalm work series is psalms in of themselves, there you go, they're a spell. Um, but it is up to you as a practitioner to use your creativity, to use your power, to use what speaks to you in that moment, to make it your own, to make it work for your situation. I also know it is difficult to write down or remember all the songs we talked about, uh, so I will be including them in the show notes, and also they will be posted sporadically on my Instagram page, which can hopefully help you in your practice. Um, and it can be an easier reference guide than just this podcast. So I hope you got some value from this podcast episode on healing psalms. I hope you at least go away with one, at least one um, psalm or biblical area to work with that will assist you in your practice and your healing practice. Uh, the, the, skull, the skull is still my favorite, um, but there are a lot of fun psalms you can work with. Um, and again, Part of this practice that I enjoy is how you can make it your own. The part of psalm work that I enjoy is you might read a psalm and you might find something that fits a certain area of your life, so now you can incorporate it. It's not just like how every saint has a patronage, but that's not all they can do. Sure, psalms have their use, but that's not it. So also, I recommend you buying a book of psalms, busting out the Bible, and seeing what psalms speak to you and seeing how you can use them in your work, whether that's protective work, healing work, cursing, hexing, blessing, love work, whatever it is, make this your own practice. Use the power that is within you to channel into the psalms and use it for your practice and your life. So I hope you enjoy it. And I would like to end today's episode with healing. So if you will let me, <laughs> I'd like to heal. So take a moment to think of anything that is ailing you, whether that might be emotional, spiritual, mental, physical. What is hurting you? What is harming you? I want you to think of that right now and keep it in your mind's eye and hold on to that. 
right now. Mother Mary, Christ our Lord, Holy Spirit, and all of the saints, I humbly approach you and ask you to see how your child is suffering. See the things that they hold in their mind and in their heart that they feel are holding them back. And I ask you, I beg of you, I plead you to heal them and take away their suffering. And praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. I ask of you to heal the brokenhearted. Heal the brokenhearted and bind up all their wounds. Because even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because we know you are with us for your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare the table in the presence of our enemies. You anointeth our heads with oil and our cups they runneth over. And surely goodness and mercy and healing will follow us for the rest of our days and we will abide healed forever in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for letting me do that. And also thank you for tuning in to another episode of St. Anthony's Tongue. I am your host, W. Sources for today's episode include the power of the Psalms, as well as Hoodoo Bible Magic, Sacred Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. Thank you so much again for listening. And remember, you heal the brokenhearted and bind up all their wounds. I look forward to speaking to you again very, very soon. Thank you.